following is a joint production of Burgundy Blog and Sports Channel 8. What's up? It's Brent. This is Burgundy Blogcast, the official podcast of Burgundy Blog. The first round of the 2018 NFL Draft is now in the books, and Deron Payne has become a Redskin. We are here to analyze this. Here we go! Colin, there's a new Redskin. Deron Payne. Deron Payne is a Redskin. This just happened. I know. Uh, it's it's ten thirty seven p.m. by my watch. Um, I meant to open up a window. I'm not looking at my TV, and we're we're like at least three quarters of the way through the first round. So, if you see something, if you're if you're following the tracker, you can update me as picks come in. But I turned it off after the Lions and somebody else had picked some centers. Frank Ragnow came off the board. And so did Billy Price, who was a Billy Price, second that's right. round we, target. Yeah, yeah, that um, was a... So what, what What are they on right now? What pick? I'm pulling up my phone right now. I wonder if so I the Redskins at pick number 13 stood pat and selected Deron Payne. We saw, of course, the Giants took Saquon Barkley at number two. Uh, we'll, we'll maybe say a couple words about him. Of course, we'll focus on the new Bama boy in, in the Redskins front seven. And then, um, and then the Cowboys took Leighton Vander Esch at uh, at their pick nineteen, I think. Yeah. So, so, so there's some, and then the Eagles, of course, will barring a trade, finish up the first round. So there's there's some new stuff to talk about in the NFC East, and of course with our Redskins. And if if you'll allow me, Colin, I'm Go going to just so- soliloquize for a minute. Soliloquize away. The um. I'm disappointed with the Redskins pick, but not entirely. I mean, like anything else in life, Colin, there's the good and the bad. And I, I think we should try to inject a little bit of level-headedness and perspective here. So, um, bef- you know, at, at, lest, lest I start to sound like I'm just panning this pick, uh, I, don't re- I don't want it to come off like that big picture because I like the player very much, actually, that the Redskins got. I agree. But, but I think that this is a sin of omission more than a sin of commission because, of course, as all of these listeners know by now, the, um, the, the, the board set up very nicely in a way that I dreamed of for the Redskins in that at that 13th pick because um, a few guys had come off that I wasn't expecting to, to um, go before then, including Vita Vea, right, with the, uh, that with the was pick a before them. Yeah. yeah, shocker. That was... So that was Tampa, right? Tampa. Nobody Tampa. really had him mocked there. Tampa took Vita Vea, and before him, a tackle went McGlinchey, I think, to... San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Shan got a tackle, who I, th- I think that they overdrafted. But anyway, the Redskins were faced with, I think, an enviable choice, or at least I was, <laughs> between Derwin James, my, f- my single number one literal favorite overall pick, my STP sprint to the podium guy for the Redskins in this draft, do it all safety slash dis- defensive back, or another local guy, Tremaine Edmonds, 
uh, from Danville and went to Virginia Tech. Right. Uh, both of whom I consider to be athletic freaks with extremely high, like all pro type ceilings. Now, you know, granted, it's the draft. A lot of these guys who we all think at this moment are surefire studs will not be. Are are not? Yes, right. will not be. Um, but I, I see both of these guys as potential, just outrageous contributors and major impact players. And quickly, because of their physical skills, although you know Edmonds is very young, what nineteen? I think. Right? Yeah, he's only nineteen. Yeah. He's a prodigy. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe it may take him a little time to develop. Anywho, I really thought the Redskins couldn't get this thing wrong by picking one of them, but they didn't. They straight up passed him and passed on them, and they picked Deron Payne, who is a guy that I like. In fact, I've said previously, and I, 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 I like him a little more than Vea. Given the choice between the two, I got no problem that they ended up with Payne, even though Vea went first. I sure hope uh, that was their choice. <laughs> yes, good point. Tell me what you mean by that. Well, I mean, I hope they weren't sitting there and the Bucks surprised them too, and they were like, oh, crap, there went Vea, and they kind of panicked and picked Payne. That was my initial reaction was <laughs> I really hope they really wanted Payne ahead of Vea, because right. if not, they just kind of got, you know, they just kind of... Then you're like the, the loser who kind of just right. gets sucked into the run and, right, right. you know, gets your hand forced. Now, there was a lot of talk... Uh, from Chris Cooley, a lot of guys. I mean, Payne was a guy they talked about a lot, and so yes. um, I think they really liked Deron Payne. I do too. Cooley, in particular, really was hammering for weeks, actually, that he he personally preferred Payne after watching a lot of tape of both, and that and he was insisting, in fact, that the Redskins, or he had reason to believe that the Redskins would have preferred Payne or that he would fit better. Um, so, you know, I hope I agree with you, Colin. I hope I hope you're right. I hope this was something that the Redskins... You know, and we'll hear eventually them try to couch this in a way that excites the fans. And of course, oh, they'll sure. say this is the guy we wanted <laughs> from the beginning. Long, long. <laughs> I, yeah. I hope they will present us with a convincing, um, you know, argument that that for why his particular skills suit their plans. You know, um, I agree with you on that. But you know, I, I just think it was a, a reach. You know, and I, I realize that some of us are sort of um, hostages by like mocks sure and we we sort of have we go into you know fans go into drafts thinking like this guy belongs here this guy belongs there and if you know if you pick a guy 10 picks before uh kirk herbstreet or mcshay you know thinks he deserves to go then it's uh, an outrage but um I, i just think based on who he is and what he plays that his value was probably a little lower in the first round and some people were thinking second round i mean and maybe that's not true. Maybe you know who knows. I don't know. Maybe the he might have gotten snapped up the very next pick if the Redskins hadn't have taken him. Sure. Um, but it felt like a guy that they probably could have waited waited on, or a guy who they could have reasonably approximated with somebody else. If, for example, they had traded back and like had another pick later in the first. I just don't see it as like a potential home run pick. Now I'll I'll finish up and 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 let you weigh in, Colin, by saying that. Um, I think that Payne does not have as high a ceiling as those other two, as as um, uh, Derwin James and Tremaine Edmonds, which is why I, I didn't love it. But I think he has a very high floor. I think he's a very good player, and I think he certainly fits a need. Um, so I'm not going to pan the pick. This doesn't. This isn't like a catastrophe, um, but it just feels like they went way more for need than for best player. I think that's the bottom line is they drafted for need and they did not draft the best player available. Um, here are my thoughts on this. So two years ago, Brent, you remember that I texted you 
when Alabama was playing Clemson, and I said, the Redskins need to not be foolish. They should just draft all Alabama defensive players. It's very sure simple, did. right? And you're right. That was two years ago, not last year when they were looking at John Allen. That was two years ago, two and years I remember ago that text. That. So yep. they, they seem to have taken my, my advice. Yep. So here's the thing. Um, I have always been someone who likes to see my players do well in big games and not just be like a mm-hmm. stats slash prospect slash combine guy yep so i don't know if you watched the national championship game against georgia but deron oh, yeah. plain was probably the best player on the field yeah he was on another level no objection I mean, from me he dominated there. He that awesome. game um the patriots just picked isaiah win a lineman from georgia in the first round and Payne, nice. i believe was dominating him thank um, you for that in, update yeah in, you're right Good in point. the national championship game he was awesome in that game um and so I like guys who are awesome in national championship game. That's why I thought of Deshaun Watson should have gotten picked higher last year. Um, you know, it looked like the pick was between Payne, James, and Edmonds. Is Edmonds a little bit redundant with Preston Smith? Maybe I I don't know. Hmm. Um, and I would I would personally say no because I I just think uh, Edmonds is so much more athletic right. and and projects probably more to to like an inside backer, although not definitely. But right. I, I hear you. You're right. Like the Redskins are. Of course, like at least for the very time being, for the short term, pretty set at, at the outside mm-hmm. linebackers. And and with Mason Foster and Zach Brown in the fold, I mean, it's not like any linebacker spot was a screaming need. So right. I, I'm with you on that. And the other thing about Derwin James, and, you know, we don't know how Dan Snyder and the Redskins think. Um, you know, Sean Taylor is such a revered figure in Redskins history. You know, do you think they wanted to have a guy who's always going to be compared to Sean Taylor mm-hmm. and trying to replace Sean Taylor? Maybe they just didn't want to have the, you know, draft the replacement for Sean Taylor type vibe going with Derwin James. Maybe I, that's I'm just totally making that up, but that's not no. I'm um, I'm, I'm following that. That's a that they may have considered that. Sure, I, I could see that being a bit of an issue with him. Um, but I think, quite frankly, the Cowboys have Zeke Elliott. The Eagles yep. have a bunch of running backs. The Giants just got Saquon Barkley, and we can't stop the run. Yeah, And I have no problem drafting defensive linemen. Um, yep. And the other thing, too, the other thing that you and I don't know, um, for all we know, Jonathan Allen is good friends with Jerron Payne. Apparently, Ryan Anderson was really excited about this pick. Yes, I um, saw this. Many of you will have seen by now on Twitter, Ryan Anderson was absolutely going bananas about this this pick. And I've long thought that the Redskins, dating back to Snyder's earlier days, were basically a team of mercenaries. I've often <laughs> wondered. I've often wondered how much team pride Redskins players actually had. And I, I, I'm not going to question this year's team and guys like Ryan Kerrigan, Trent Williams, that sort of thing. This is more maybe, you know, ten years ago Redskins players when people came to Washington for their big contracts. Um, but I do like the idea of building a culture on a team. And when you take a bunch of guys from Alabama who have pride in how they performed in college and have pride in the Saban system, I, I'm hoping that creates a certain locker room culture that those guys bring. Um, pride in being on the same team together and wanting to continue the success they had in college at the pro level. And so I hope it builds a, you know, some camaraderie in the locker room. For all we know, it could develop into a click or something like that. Who knows? But um, so I hope that there is something there. I hope that there that those three guys are excited about the Redskins, excited about being part of a, of, a, of a tough defense again, and you're creating some cohesion there for the team. That's me being optimistic. Um, That's but, a tremendous point. I like your word cohesion. I would say maybe even um, you know as you were saying that 
I was thinking of the word synergy, and perhaps those three sure. guys, because of their natural background and chemistry together, could could really help. Uh, basically, that the whole may be more than the sum of its parts. And um, you know, I I think I'm this maybe this is just more optimism than reason, but like Ryan Anderson, there's a reason they picked him in the second round. He I hope was so. you know, there's a lot of people that really loved him coming in, and you know, he one of his his biggest things was the fact that he's this alpha alpha sure, leader sure. type badass just enforcer guy who came from this vaunted Bama defense and so we saw what we saw in him as a rookie was basically zilch but um he you know several players and then he himself have come out and sort of attributed that bust of a rookie season to him not not coming in in shape and it surprised me a little to hear that as the explanation because he seemed like the guy who sort of guy who would be focused enough to to avoid that problem but I think perhaps he really just did not understood what sort of body he needed to have to to you know start his NFL career, and he wouldn't be the first person uh, you know to uh, to suffer that fate. But you know, anyway, what I'm what I'm trying to get to is that he he's not. I'm not writing him off yet. I mean, oh, I'm, definitely, definitely. I think yeah. um, a lot of people have because he was he was such a non-factor last year already just assumed that he was a bad pick and that he won't amount to anything. I don't think that's true at all. I think. Um, and I think so. I'm thinking of him as a contributor this year, and these right. three guys are going to bring with them this Saban defense mentality, and, and you can't beat it. I mean, right. from just from the, from the neck up, like that. If you if you had to transplant any part of any college team in the country in, into your pro team, it's a hell like, hammer, man. That's it. Like it, yeah. it's that team, and it's that, and it's like it's that team, and it's that team's front seven. And the Redskins have half of it now. Right. <laughs> you know, so. So Again, I go back to I go back to like low floor. It's just I, I it seems like this it's there's a there's a low a really low bust potential to me for Deron Payne. I mean, we've a lot, much was made of, of Vita Vea being this this you know um, physical marvel and this this freak because he's so big and so like nimble and agile or whatever. But I, I don't think that those aspects of Deron Payne should be overlooked. I mean, he's I think he's six two three what I know he's three he's over three but. Yeah, he's um, not he, as big as Vea, for yeah, sure. He's, yeah, he's not as big, but uh, almost nobody is. And um, he is insanely strong. I mean, he's renowned for his weight room and on-field strength. So he's going to do. He's going to make some splash plays. I mean, we saw them in that in the championship game, as you alluded right. to. Uh, I think he's. I think he's going to become a fan favorite. I just think that if Derwin James becomes a Hall of Famer, it's going to be a big problem. Right, and so I mean, obviously, you know. NFL drafts are littered with, you know, we should have picked that guy, should have picked that guy. But, um, you know, the Redskins stuck to their board, presumably, and took a guy they wanted to take all along. And, you know, the other thing I've come to realize, too, about the NFL draft, you know, obviously people want to build their teams and build for the future and that sort of thing. But I think the culture of football has changed so much with concussions and injury awareness that I just don't know how much you can build for the future anymore in the NFL. When I say the future, I mean like right. five years from now. You have I mean, to have like a shorter plan. Like I, a, a, all, all your moves have to be aimed more at like two or three years than I like can, five or ten years. I completely agree. And I think Jerron Payne starts next year, next to oh, Jonathan yeah, yeah, Allen. Yeah. And right now the Redskins are essentially in a three-year window with Alex Smith. And, you know, is Tremaine Edmonds going to be really good next year? They say he's an athletic freak, but he's young and he needs some time to develop. And, 
you know, I, I watched Tremaine Edmonds dominate a team this year. I watched Deron Payne dominate a team this year. Deron yep. Payne dominated Georgia. Edmonds dominated UVA. Okay, I was at that game. Yeah. But you know, I, I rather have the guy dominating Georgia, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Good <laughs> and, point. And um, and so, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, and maybe quite frankly, maybe Ryan Anderson makes Edmonds a bit redundant. I mean, maybe Anderson and Preston Smith. You know, where does Edmonds play? versus, you know, Monte Nicholson, D- DJ Swearinger, where does Derwin James play versus, quite frankly, we know where Deron Payne's playing. He's, he's lined up right next to Jonathan Allen he did in college. Right. He's, he's starting day one, you know, and so I think the and, team knows. And if, if Monte Nicholson turns out to be a pro bowler, this is a lot easier to swallow too. Sure. And he sure looked good as a safety, but of course he, he had problems staying on the field. So Yeah, and, and who knows? I'm sure there's a guy who got picked after the Redskins that – it's going to be awesome. I mean, I'm looking at the guys, you know, they, they well, um, you know, we, we should talk about this. The pick immediately after Payne was going to be Green Bay. They traded it for a haul. Yeah. Uh, the Saints came up from the mid 20s and they got number 14 to pick Marcus Davenport, who I guess is good, but I didn't really have, I wasn't really sweating him. Um, they gave the Packers, well, like a couple seconds and next year's first right i I think it was next year's first and maybe a third i I don't know if it was a couple of seconds a little much yeah but um yeah that that was so this draft has been really fun because usually the guys on the podium know who's being picked and so um and so when they made that trade uh mayock always were saying how they traded up for lamar jackson right (laughs) and then they and then they drafted um uh, Marcus Davenport. You know the, the, this this guy, and I I read some things where some people thought maybe he, in time he'll, he'll be better than Chubb or something like that. But um, you know, I mean, you just don't know. I mean, it's, so so. But let's let's we got to do this. Like, do you think that deal was offered to the Redskins just one pick prior? Yeah, and if so, and if so, like, why did why they would have jumped on that right next year's first plus like the third this year that you that you recoup you'd be recouping from the Kendall Fuller deal. I mean, who knows, man? Maybe the whole USA Today article that said that no one likes working with Bruce Allen. Maybe they didn't want to trade with Bruce Allen. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that. Uh, well, obviously. from a personal standpoint, I'd like to establish that if I if I come to find out that that deal was on the table and that they they pick Payne, in my opinion, ten spots early, um, you know, I, I'm going to be pretty upset. I think that would have been the move personally. I mean, you always want to wish you could trade down, but I mean, I I, I don't know. You know, who knows if Payne would have gotten right. picked by another team maybe, later maybe or not something like that. Yeah. Maybe Payne goes to the Cowboys or something like that. I mean, you know, I'd like to think being optimistic about the Redskins, and I guess we don't have really any reason to be optimistic about the Redskins, <laughs> but you, ding, you'd, ding, like ding. To, you'd like to think that they valued this player on their board and they decided to go for it. Right. And, and I hope they stuck with their guns and – you know, again, if we get the guy who played in the national championship game, I think we're going to be really excited about it because he was yeah. awesome in that game. I mean, I mean, being able to rotate in a healthy John Allen and uh, Deron Payne and Ionitis, um, you know, that looks really nice. We've been, we've all, I mean, across the board, all of us as Redskins fans have been absolutely ripping their interior defensive line for years. For years, and um, and it, it looks pretty good right now. I mean, if this guy's, you know, eighty or ninety percent of of his, you know, of, of what we think he could be, of what he's shown at his best, it looks good. And all of a sudden, at least it's not a gaping wound that everyone will just repeatedly gash. Right. And now uh, you can argue philosophy about whether 
they could have, you know, whether it's it's always smarter to invest in your in your defensive pass passing game. But um, this, you know, we I, I I don't I don't love that they chose need over BPA, but I think that they at least got a guy who will fill the need. I mean, it's not again. I want to I want to say it. it I'd be really upset. Like, what would really set me off right now is if they picked a guy who I just thought was not that good. And that's not what happened. I mean, I, right. we, we, you and I agree, I think, that Deron Payne is a nice-looking prospect. So you can't say the pick is, is a, a one or a two, you know? I think, yeah. it's a, I think it's a five or a six, maybe a little better. I don't know. We'll see how I feel in the morning. Um, I think, uh, you know, to me, Derwin James would have been a nine. Yeah, um, so, I mean, I, it's hard to know. I mean, obviously time will tell. You know, I always kind of have this philosophy about the draft. Um, I shouldn't even say this. This is my fantasy draft philosophy, but like, <laughs> I, you know, you can't miss in the first round, right, right? Right. Like, I feel like if you miss your first round pick, like it's just a disaster, <laughs> aka Josh Doxson, right? Yeah. Um, and so it just sets you back to maybe miss a not, first round maybe pick. Maybe not. Maybe not. But the year that he, you know, the yeah, year Bates picked yeah. him, we missed our first two picks, and you know, you're you're just hose if that first, happens. You're right. First round, first round bust just set your team back. You're and right. so I don't think Payne is going to be a first round bust. No. Right. And so and, and they've done. You know, this is what they do now. I mean, you're right. They threw a Doxon in there, but they went with Sheriff, and then they went. You know, and then there was Doxon, but then there was John Allen. I mean, three out of these these four last, last first rounders. Are high floor guys, right? And so and I, I think, I'm okay with that. I think that's that's a good way to do it. And so with the draft, it's, it's just it isn't just one pick, obviously. And so we short up a defensive line. I think he'll start for us, and that's solid, right? It right. may not be yeah. spectacular. He may not be an all pro strong safety like Derwin James. Maybe he'll be an all pro defensive lineman. Who knows? He could. But he's I young too. Th- he's twenty, right? You know, he's and 20. so I don't think he's going to flop. You know, and so. At, at minimum, I think you have to hit a guy in the first round who's going to start for your team, and I think they've done that. Yeah. And, you know, obviously you want to draft a Hall of Fame player, but quite frankly, you'd settle for a starter, you know? Yeah. I mean, the, the yeah. draft is kind of a kind of a coin flip in the first yeah. round. And you it's know? not and a top so, 10 pick, isn't it? You know, it's, it's yeah, not Yeah, so it's you not want the, a guy who's going to start for you, and, you know, tomorrow's yeah. pick is a big deal too, right? Let's see who, 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 who comes off the board tomorrow. I mean, like you told me before – so far, there hasn't there hasn't been a run on, a run on the running backs yet. Um, yeah, and you so, want to talk um, before we wrap this? You're right. You're, that's that we, we should we should touch on that. The running back thing is a huge thing that we've all been focusing on. And after Barkley at number two, there have there have not been any yet. Uh, I'm I'm looking uh, real <laughs> real time update here. Uh, Ragnow went to the Lions. Billy Price to the Bengals. Rashawn Evans to the Titans. Isaiah Wynn to the Patriots. DJ Moore, local guy out of Maryland, went to the Panthers. Hmm. The Ravens took Hayden Hurst, and then Calvin Ridley finally went to the Falcons. So we're at the Seattle now, 27th. There's not been another running back pick, and that bodes well for the Redskins possibly targeting at, you know one at 44 for tomorrow night. And so um, so one thing I'm looking to interested to see the Redskins do, if they can figure out a way to get into the third round, I, I don't mm-hmm. know if that, that's their plan or not, but um, it would be nice to get get an extra third round pick in there too. But yeah, so I mean, I, I think second round you got to pick best player available. I mean, yep. And so I would be. Yep, you're fr- right. We are we are already past the point of trying to fit needs. They got to just get a good player. Yeah, and so I, I would be up for a solid guard. I'd be up for a solid running back, a solid mm-hmm. defensive back. Um, you know, any of those guys would be. You know, 
I, I would be happy with anything except for maybe tight end or wide receiver. Those are the two things I kind of don't want to see us draft. Um, but that's just because. What do I you think, think about what the Giants and Cowboys have done tonight? Yes, yeah, so I think it's been a fascinating draft. Just so, so Baker Mayfield, number one, just kind of like that's a that's kind of a wow pick. I I, I just um, I, I'm very surprised. Yep, I, I find that surprise. Denzel Ward going four, I thought was shocking. The I Browns think, the Browns came out and said like we really don't care what any of you think. And Scott McLuhan was in their was in their war room, which yep. is just kind of <laughs> just surreal. I mean, it's kind of surreal. It's like they must be drafting football players, and well, so, so he, he presumably had a a significant influence on a team that on the most significant team in the draft. I mean, that's yeah. on on this this draft, which is this much ballyhooed quarterback class. I mean, he came in here and potentially it feels like his fingerprints are all over the first overall pick mm-hmm. on a guy that it's a it's a very unconventional way to go to pick the yeah. you know pick a short guy. And so um I, I have a neighbor in my neighborhood obviously who's a big Giants fan, very bright guy, follows the Giants very closely. He is very excited about Saquon Barkley. Yeah. He yeah. thinks that all the quarterback prospects kind of had some flaws. He didn't think their GM was in love with any of them. And so he took the best player available. He, however, is still worried about the Giants' offensive line. He basically yeah. said the Giants' offensive line still is not very good. Yep. And so unless they can shore that up, Barkley won't be doing a whole lot. Um, right away, at least. Yeah. And so, but what I find is kind of fascinating. This is why I texted him. I said, you know, when, soon they, when they picked Barkley, I said, the whole Barkley-Darnold comparison is always going to be there. And don't, lo and behold, Darnold goes to the Jets. And so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they won't that, be able to that escape foil it. is going to be there for the next five to ten years. Is, you yep. know, did the That's a great make, point. That's did a the gr- Giants that, make I didn't the think right about pick? that cross-town juxtaposition for forever. Because if Darnold ends up being really good and, like, Barkley is good, but Eli kind of stinks, and their line's not that good. And next year, the Giants finish six and ten, and Eli looks awful. And Sam Darnold is like really good for the Jets. <laughs> like that's going to not be a good look for the Giants, you know? That's a great point. Um, and I so, think I think you know I'm not going to. I sound like an idiot going, oh, I think Barkley's overrated. I mean, he's he's not. I I don't think he's overrated. I think he's awesome, and they're going to love having him, and he's going to be a bitch to face. But um, you know, I think. Slightly bigger picture. I I do think that any running back is you know if not a questionable investment, it's at least a gamble in the second round there because I mean he will every game dozens of times he will be um, exposed to significant injury risk. Sure. I mean every player is, but they te- we are we know they we know for a fact that on average they have shorter careers and sometimes they can have very short careers. And, uh, you know, he's also, I mean, his job is to run the ball and, and running the ball in general is a shrinking part of um, offensive football. So uh, he he really needs to be all that in a bag of chips to, to make it worth it. I mean, any number two pick does, but it's I think it's a gamble there to take a running back second. So I'm not yeah. excited about facing him, but I'm not devastated. I mean, I'm I'd be I'd feel worse if I felt like I if I felt confident that the Giants had just drafted a 10-year stud at quarterback. Right, so. and so, and you just don't know. And so I think the interesting thing about the quarterbacks, if you look at the AFC East, which I will say isn't quite as relevant to us, but, you know, Brady's getting old. You know, you know, Darnold and Allen both go to that division, and then the Dolphins decide not to take Rosen. They yeah. um, they kind of – I don't know if they were jumped in a trade or not, but um, so that that's kind of fascinating to see how those quarterbacks kind of pan out. 
Um, so it'll, it'll be, you know, the NFL draft is fascinating. It's always been a fascinating thing for me. And so I think the Cowboys taking Leighton Vander Esch, he's, he seems like a good player, but I mean, I'm not going to lose sleep over that. So whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, he's probably some guy who's not going to be a bust there, but probably won't, you know, dominate or beat that flashy. Who knows? Maybe yeah. he will be. I mean, you know, these, these picks, sometimes it's kind of fun to go back and, you know, look at the draft from 2013 and then flip through it and be like, oh, that was a horrible pick, horrible pick. Wow, they got that guy there. <laughs> horrible pick, horrible pick. Wow, that guy. And so, I mean, you know, it's really a coin flip in the first round. And I so, agree. And as the second and third round unfold tomorrow night and then on Saturday the rest of the draft, I encourage everybody to remember, think back to last year, please, the, the Redskins pick that was universally panned as their worst it was, Nicholson. was Monte Nicholson, who was one of the most exciting rookies that they had so um, so we got keep trust. it in mind so we got we got to trust bruce man in bruce we trust we, we have bruce we trust so nick chubb tomorrow night let's let's make it happen all right colin thanks for doing this we'll keep in touch man see you oh, man take care